This is Running Free with JH. I am JH, John Henry. Hope you're all doing wonderful on this Saturday, December 15, 2018. This is our weekly wrap-up of the week, or my weekly wrap-up of the week of running. And I'm about roughly just a little over halfway of through my crazy December experiment that you, you heard about in my last podcast. And I just want to talk about this week's running, about how it went. From the 9th to the 15th. So what I did was, the 9th was a fast day, the 11th, 13th, the 15th. So I had four days this week that were fast days. And they were very good fast days. Except a little bit of an emotional roller coaster with it because of the fact that um, on the 11th, I ran roughly around a 35, which is 635 pace per mile. And on the 13th, I ran roughly a 6... 33 coming on Thursday, and each day was a little bit different than I expected it to be. What I mean by that was I was trying and attempting to run uh, four and a half miles. That's what I've been doing this whole time. And when I started this whole running on December 2nd of this year, 2018, I was doing five and a half miles, just getting it done. Ever since I started doing the warm up again and started actually now focusing on getting faster and faster. I've had an issue um, this week with getting past the four mile marker. Like it's, a, it's like a psychological issue is what I call it. It's basically I'm at the half mile to go for the four mile and I'm doing great. I just want to hold on, not holding my body on. And I'm getting in the, the Schwarzenegger zone like I talked about. And then I'm stopping at the four mile marker, which I did today as, as well. And as much as I was like stoked that I got the, 2558, which get me a 629 minute mile pace. I was kind of like taken back after 30 seconds going, man, I should have kept going until my legs gave out under me. Because the more you go after that point where you think your body can't go any further, those are the results you're going to happen, that are going to happen to your body. And today was the third fast day in a row, which started on the 11th, of, it was Tuesday, that I kept stopping at the at, at the four mile marker now that i've hit under a 630 mile pace my goal starting on the 17 which is two days because we're still doing the every other day i'm gonna go back into the four and a half i need to get closer to that 30 minute which is a kind of a, a crucial time zone i've noticed if you can hold everything for 30 minutes that's a good chunk like i was telling about it in my podcast for my crazy december experiment that j- um, Roger Bannister, when him and his team were training for to break the four minute mile, they had a goal of four minute mile. They never trained longer than 30 minutes. When 30 minutes was up, they stopped. They did, they did it frequently. They said they frequently did it. And I don't really remember or recall off the top of my head how frequently is frequently, but they said they did it frequently, is what I've read. And 30 minutes was their cutoff. After 30 minutes, they didn't go for an hour or two hours, or whatever. They said 30 minutes and then they would stop. All of them, the training, it was three of them in the, in the greening group. Unless I'm misunderstanding or misremembering it, and that's what that's what they did. Good, good British guys, and it was a good good experiment. Experiment, and it was a good way to show that things can be done when you focus on the end result goal. My focus goal right now is I have ten days to Christmas, and only five of those days are gonna be fast days. I'm not sure if in ten days I can break it under six fifteen mile pace. I'm gonna go for it. In my brain right now, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm thinking more than likely that 
on Christmas Day, I'm going to be roughly just under the 6 uh, 20 mile pace. So 10 seconds faster would be 6.19. That's kind of what I'm seeing. I'm going to push my damnedest to get there. And part of that pushing my damnedest or pushing my hardest is it have to be under the, is add the extra couple laps on the indoor track to get closer to that 30 minute marker and push. And what I mean by that, I'll refer again to the Schwarzenegger zone. When you get in that zone where you're like, I can't go any further, keep going as long as possible till your, your legs give out. Not give out to the point where you fall, but to the point where I can't go any further. Because if you're talking, it's I can't do it, I can't do it. You can still go. It's something I learned in the military. Once you are going and at that pace, yeah, you're breathing hard, your legs are feeling on fire. Everything's going to the point where it says you should stop. But if you can look over to your partner and partner to your left or right, and you can see them clearly, you know who it is, you can say their name, and you you have cognitive cognitive awareness of where you are and you can talk to them you can still keep going and that's something i do believe now i don't always follow that advice which i didn't do the past three fast days because i'm in that moment just like you all are when you're in that fast pace it just gets hard and the emotions are please let this stop please let this stop and then when you stop you keel over your hands are on your knees and you're bent over and you're breathing hard but after 30 seconds you're like man i could have kept going and that's the feeling I don't like having. I want the feeling where I, I stop and then I want to be breathing for a minute afterwards or two minutes afterwards. That's, that's Schwarzenegger zone is three to four minutes. I am been, the past three fast days, I've been under that zone. I need to get back to that. That was my core of what I believe in this whole experiment, but I haven't been following through with it. That's a big update on this week. Another update on this week is I've been keeping with the pull-up and push-up workout like I've been doing every other day with this whole experiment. Now, that is very interesting. When I first started doing the pull-ups back in, I think I, I think I started in October sometime. So within two months, well, three months actually, roughly over two months, maybe two, three months, I went from being able to only do like three or four pull-ups in a set to now I'm at nine as of yesterday. I'm doing pull-ups tomorrow. I do pull-ups one day and the next day I do push-ups. I'm alternating. No rest days on that as well. That's been doing... Fantastic. I'm noticing a difference when I look in the mirror, I have my shirt off and I'm looking at that. I'm doing abs every day, just like um, an average person would do or the average or the elites would do. So I'm doing abs every single day. I'm not taking any days off of abs. What keeps me going in this whole process, if you're thinking, God, do, doesn't he ever take a day, day off? Does he need a break? Does he need recovery? I'm finding the daily habit of just getting up and going. It's been helping tremendously. I get up in the morning. I, I'm, I'm out there. I already, ha I already have everything um, prepared the night before. The clothes I'm going to work out, everything's all taken care of the night before. So I have to just get up and go. The 45-minute stretching, I've added a little bit more to my stretching. So now I'm at 45 seconds per muscle. And I'm hitting every muscle twice, which takes about 45 minutes, roughly, give or take. And I'm listening to podcasts, so that way my mind is engaged. But I'm also breathing and focusing on those muscle groups. That's my stretching. And then I stretch down, which is, which is half the time, because you're stretching down and cooling down. So I'm keeping I'm keeping everything in sync. I'm keeping everything in habits, and I'm doing everything well. I did this week. I focused a lot on the past couple of days on proper sleep. I had a time, which is probably why my run on the last fast day two days ago didn't go so well. Was I was definitely tired. I could feel it in my legs. My legs felt a little tired, and I was I was thinking to myself. And I actually thought about having a day off. I came to the contemplation. I came to the idea that 
maybe this is kind of too crazy. Maybe my body can't do this and all these different thoughts that came through my brain. And what I ended up doing was saying, okay, let's try the next day and see what happens. And I'll try the next day and see what happens. I took the Jocko Willink from, you know, Jocko Podcast concept. Oh, he wrote the book on extreme ownership. Just see what happens. Don't commit to doing something the day before. Take a good night's sleep on it. And then next day, do your routine. And if it's that time you feel like you can't do it, Roger that. Take take off the day. So I went with that mindset, and that's what I did. The next day, I tried it, and I was so excited. The fact that I felt very good on my recovery run yesterday, nice and easy. Started out slower than normal, so my body go. If I if I ran the whole thing at nine minute mile pace or ten minute mile pace, I didn't care. I just wanted to get it out there to relax my muscles. What turned out by the end, I actually ran the whole thing on average faster than I usually do. But I let my body tell me I was ready, not my watch. And then today, I felt like things were going to happen that were going to be done very well. I was like, this is going to be a good day. And I allowed my body to just go. And I did the first lap. I said, okay, I see where I'm at. Now let's use the watch and let's do it. And that's what I did. And I used the watch. And wow, was I impressed with the fact that by lap 15 and 16, I'm seeing these times faster than I was able to hold it the last two fast days. And I just kept breathing. Remember my breathing technique? I, I talked about my podcast, about my, my running form. Breathe in, two steps, out one, right? Left, left is one, two, out one on the right, or vice versa. I focused on that. There were times where my breathing was getting a little heavy. I said, okay, let's focus on the breathing. Let's focus on make sure my placement, my feet are in the place. I focused all it just because you, just because I'm doing a fast pace and I think I might be good at what I'm doing and everything's all good. I still focus on these fundamentals so that way, in the times of hardship like I was going through, it keeps my mind busy on something else besides not being able to breathe. But also, it keeps everything going in the right way. As long as my body was performing the way I wanted to perform, I was able to keep going. Because one thing I did notice, um, my breathing was not on point the whole time. And when I started getting on point, I noticed my, my muscles started to relax. The laps were getting a little easier. Not saying easy, but they were easier, as I noticed. I've always said to people that when your breathing is definitely on point and, and in a rhythm, all of a sudden the pace you're holding becomes the, – the intensity doesn't feel as hard. And I've noticed that throughout my running experience, which is a very interesting – concept that most people don't talk about or even mention in the book I've ever talked about. The breathing is very important to get a rhythm. Don't breathe through your nose. Breathe through your mouth. In out. If you're going very, very slow and it's very jog pace where you could talk for hours, sing while you're running, then breathing through your nose is okay. But if you're going at a fast pace for you, breathing through your nose is not going to help. You're going to hyperventilate or feel like you're going to do it. You're just not going to get enough oxygen. And remember to lean back. But anyway, back to the running of the week. It was Overall, it was a great week. I feel like I can do this. Um, the idea of going from a 646 to a 615 was crazy idea that I I jumped ship. I uh, jumped into about about maybe four or five days into this whole program because the way I was seeing the results, it might be more close to a 620. So going so going from a a 645, 646, 645 to a 620, 619, that's still an awesome thing to do in three weeks, and. I think it's pretty impressive and it goes to my long time goal, which I haven't talked about yet in any of these podcasts is I believe I can get by July under a four, four thirty mile pace doing this, this technique. And the technique is very simple. Tempo, 
and recovery runs, and that's it. No hills, no no intervals, no nothing extra. Simple mechanics. And I came up with an idea yesterday that I'll expand about on a podcast sometime soon about how weightlifting and running are so similar, but no one talks about it. Something I, I thought about and I, I broke it down and it made sense when I said it out loud. And I think that's something I'm going to talk about. But it was a good week overall. Fantastic week. Hope your week was doing well. This is only week two of my um, of my of my December challenge. Create my crazy December challenge <laughs> experiment. You know, and I wish you guys better. Again, this is December 15, 2018, and hope to see you guys uh, come next summer or even 2019, 2020. Because you never know. The Olympics are approaching, and it's not that far away. Olympics will be here. What 18, 19 months? Maybe even, I think it's 20, actually. Uh, the Olympics start end of July of 2020. Before you know it, people are going to be running their sleeves. The time to prepare is now. People are, actually would say the time to prepare is the day after the first Olympics, but that's okay. Have a great day, and take care, and have a great week. I'll see you next weekend and about how my third week is going through and leading up to Christmas Day. Have a good day. Oh, and just so you, so you know, get me on any social media. It's Running Free with JH. It's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and you can always email me any question, or you can always just email if you want to talk. Runningfreewithjh at gmail.com. Have a good day.